It's working. <gasps> it's working? Yeah. The downstairs is working? My downstairs is working. <laughs> I got my plumbing redone and my downstairs. <laughs> I put a compost toilet in. Oh. Mm. My downstairs. Is <laughs> <laughs> it automatically compost then? How does well, that compost toilet basically just, yeah, it drops everything into a composter. Yeah. And then it squeezes it, I guess. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're good for things, uh-huh. and then you use the compost for yeah fertilizer. fertilizer. Such. But that's your poo. Well, yeah, I don't want to use my poo. You just just use your cats. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with using other people's poo. Okay, why for fertilizer? It just seems weird to use your own poo. You'd rather eat something that grew out of somebody else's poo. Presume, presume. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> the short answer is yes. Uh huh. All right. Uh, because, like, okay, presume, presumably <laughs> if you're composting, you're growing food. Sure. Yes, right? I would so. Hope you're so. eating food, pooping out said food, mm-hmm. turning poop, your poop that was the food that you had eaten yep. previously mm-hmm. into fertilizer for food that you then grow. Yes. Uh-uh. It's an eternal cycle. I don't like it. Self-sufficiency plus some extra steps. I, yeah, I don't want... Then I feel like there's a diminishing return in there. I would imagine so. Like you kind of got returning minerals. Yeah, you got to crop rotate that stuff. You got to have somebody else's poo in there, otherwise. Right. <laughs> it's all about the night, the nitrates. Yeah, sure. And the food to poo ratio. Mm. Ugh. Welcome to the Legend of Things. Welcome to the Legend of Things. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 129. That's quite a few episodes. It's a um, good number of episodes. Pod, yeah, podcast about stuff and things. Uh, I'm Sean. Jonathan. And um, it's he's. I'm not Sean Jonathan. That's not true. That'd be weird. No, you're Sean John. Right. I'm John Sean. Right. Wouldn't that be a thing? That would be amazing. Since our parents are friends. Oh my God. How deep does this rabbit hole go? They could have done that. They could have. And just been like, man, we're hilarious. <laughs> Jokes on you guys. Yeah, and we'd be like, grumble, grumble. Mm -hmm. But middle name, middle name, really. Right? Most places, a lot of places don't even have middle names. That's true. Some places have a lot. All middle names. Yeah. More middle names. Or just many last names. Yeah, true. Which I'm not sure which one's more fun. They're all Because the middle names are like, you make them up. But the bunch of last names, that comes from other places. Yeah. Well, I so think it's like inherited resources. Fun or cool are two very different things. Always are. Yeah. No matter what you're talking about. Yeah. If you really want to get in there. I don't. Good. But I do want to get in there, really. <sighs> to where? There. The internet? Never. <laughs> Never <laughs> again. Place. I had a bad experience once. Just once? In the mid-30s. Mm. Of your age or 1930s? The year. Mm, sure. Yeah. I assume 1930s. Future thirties, yeah. yeah future Twenty thirties, yeah. Are we alive? Uh huh. Well, that's good. Barely. Ooh. <laughs> Is that the royal we, like the civilization? No, or? just you and I. Oh, good. Yeah. Hmm. By yeah. a thread, you say? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's so, not great. Extrapolate that as you will. Yeah, we got limited time here. I know a lot of stuff. <gasps> Shit. About the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got something new coming to the future right what now. What is happening in the future now? <gasps> 
Patreon. Patreon. It finally exists, so we yeah. might replace this computer eventually. Maybe, probably not. Yay! Um, so we started a Patreon. Um, it's patreon.com slash the legend of things. Um, check it out. We'd love for you to um, patron us. Pa- pet- <laughs> Patronize us. Patronize us. It means the same thing as the weird thing. Sure. Um, if you if you can just subscribe if, if you're a fan yeah um, there's three tiers in there we're figuring out a way to unlock the back catalog we're gonna start a discord channel um, for you guys also so if you have anything else you want to talk about or discuss or if you have any weird questions yeah then we're here for that as well we especially like those weird questions definitely mm-hmm. um even if we don't know the answer we can totally make one up 100 percent true we're really good at that <laughs> you um, <are>. so <laughs> so yeah so we're excited um yeah you know hopefully more to come uh right now it's definitely in its kind of infant stages very bare bones yeah so um if there's anything you guys want to see on there or uh suggestions also let us know that yeah and we'll um we'll do those things we will yeah <laughs> so that's so we're, that's cool but it's a nice little step forward so hopefully once this computer dies that the podcast just doesn't end immediately yeah so indeed yeah a little insurance for continuation yeah <laughs> it would be nice because <laughs> um, you know we we enjoy doing the podcast I mean, oh, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong but it, it's not free true <laughs> unfortunately yeah so anything we can do to subsidize our hobby would be ideal that'd be fantastic yeah we yeah. should all get hobby subsidies i mean that would be amazing it should be like a tax write-off like mm-hmm. what are you doing to relieve your stress so you don't lose your goddamn mind that could be an insurance requirement in the future right yeah and you're like oh well i spend way too much money on tiny plastic men mm-hmm. and they're like here's 80 bucks and you <laughs> buy like, one kit thank you like that's that would anything would be better than nothing that's totally fair you know yeah. you know it's really an economic stimulus package when yeah. you look at it if you phrase it that way yeah it is because people getting extra money for their hobbies is a direct influx to the economy yeah which is good yeah it's really good yeah 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 <laughs> i can't do it anymore. i got a bunch of them i know i got a whole sack you're of those. full of yes oh, i'm all yes all yes no no's oh, oh jesus <laughs> rossi just did a burnout <laughs> ah! sorry he's freaking out what are you doing it's aggressive cat time he's parkouring mm-hmm. do not jump on the computer <laughs> This is how it ends. <laughs> Last recording of the... Uh, Wait, no. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And somehow you get the explosion in there. Oh, of course. Which, and somehow the computer exports it, too. Right, which is also complicated. This right, guy. There he goes. Lay down if you're going to do anything. Get floppy. Yeah. Floppy. Rub your face glands on Jonathan's phone. Not my computer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he sat. I think we're safe for now. Perfect. Um, so what? So yeah. So what? What's going on? Ow. Otherwise, uh, lunch happened today. I'm did sorry? lunch happen for you? Oh, l- what did I eat today? Yeah. Meal prep. Oh man, I we haven't done this in a while, but I'm still doing that. It's been a bit. So it was uh, rice, um, chicken thigh, mm-hmm. some assorted vegetables. Assorted veggies. The thing about the assorted veggies I get is there's asparagus in it. Mm-hmm. I like asparagus. Sure. But. Then you smell it all day. I, I pee asparagus yeah. every day. You know, there's I'm, a. Because I meal prep for the whole week. Yeah. So it's getting to be irritating. There's apparently a gene 
where you cannot smell asparagus in your pee. That's weird. I know. Some people have it. Well, hopefully a lot of people have it. Because I feel like anyone that happens to run into me in the banyo <laughs> just assume I have, like, gross pee. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with you. Like, all the time, mm-hmm. you know? That's what I would imagine. Right? Mm-hmm. But no one can compete with whoever keeps blowing it up <laughs> in, the, in, the, in our bathroom at work. <laughs> like, it's, I think I've talked about it before. But, oh, good. Uh, walk into the bathroom, and I'm like, it's bad, but I'll handle it. Mm-hmm. And I go to stand at the urinal, and I'm like, this is too bad. <laughs> And I'm already going, so I can't leave. Sure, you're just stuck. I'm stuck. That's your life for the next couple minutes. Yeah, like an eternity, really. It is. An eternity of stench. You just need a publicly traded gas mask company to come into your workplace and start selling gas masks. Yeah, like little disposable guys or something. Yeah, you know, just hanging outside, like a vending machine of gas masks. So we we have a vending machine for gloves. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, basically, you swipe your badge, and it gives you gloves. It's just to track glove consumption and also not over-consume gloves. What kind of gloves are these? They're like... um, Are they the blue doctors? They're like the blue gloves, but they're... Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. For what purpose? For handling materials. Oh, okay. Yeah. That seems fair. Not just because. Yeah. That'd be weird. I was wondering if it was going to be like <laughs> welder's gloves, no. like those big old mitts. No. We don't do a lot of tool manufacturing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was curious where this was going to end up. But it's weird. It is weird. Right? Are they all over the place? There's like two. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Strange. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Actually, there's more than two, but yeah. Yeah. Still. Well, back to your meal prep stuff. Oh, right. What did you have for lunch? Well, I might be having the high blood pressure stuff. We all do, apparently. Apparently. It's an epidemic. Rosner has it. Oh, yeah? I have it. You have it. 90% of the people at work have it. Perfect. Yeah. So is it just stress, or is it we're just not treating no, our bodies we right? eat like shit. Well, yeah. Full stop. Mine's, ge- mine's genetic. I mean, that's hmm. what I mind. Yeah, so I'm going to have to start doing some meal regulation. You kind of yeah. already batch batch pull i used to oh not as much anymore oh. and if we do it's generally not as healthy stuff sure but Nasty. um yeah and i gotta go back and get to the gym much more frequently oh yeah so i'm gonna be starting to do that again that's cool yeah because you know now it has to happen i started mountain biking again mm-hmm. so that's fun that is fun yeah fucking dangerous not really no no are you going up and down hills a lot uh, sometimes or are you just like canyoning stuff it's both okay i mean it's there's a lot of rocks yeah one of the one of the things the funnest part funnest whatever yeah, um, it's a word sure uh, of going through this little canyon ride in the backyard mm-hmm. is that um there's all these little cricks yes right and they're all like a bunch of pieces of granite mm. so when you ride over it and bikes are durable and tires are durable now so i'm not worried about getting a flat so much yeah it makes the sound that rocks make when they run into each other like in video games really it's like a very uh like the sound when you mine in, in Eco. Sure. It's that sound. Huh. Of like rocks falling. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. That's the sound that happens. I <laughs> wonder if that's where they pulled it. Probably not right there. Yeah, probably not right but, uh, there. But, <laughs> jeez. It's pretty weird. That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's fun. I mean, I didn't go last weekend because I was busy running around, but mm-hmm. I have the last couple. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Uh-huh. Well, my hey, lunch man. today was just a little Asian chicken salad. We got the Asian chicken salad mix from Costco. Was it good? Got the, uh, or Asian salad from Costco and then got the fresh, you know, roasted chicken. Yeah. That they sell there and just mm-hmm. cobbled it together. Jam bone. Quite good. Yeah. Real tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the, the dressing that comes with it? Yeah. Because that shit is bad for you. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> we split it like half portion, I sure. guess. 
so it's not as terrible, but you still yeah. get the flavor. A lot of a lot of what I've ended up doing is um, it's really just cutting out a lot of sauces. Yeah, that's most of it. Makes I sense. mean, making your own lunch if you're doing that is already a huge step. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're doing like chicken and rice. Or oh something. God, yeah, because it's fine. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I'm not tired of it. Mm. You can still use hot sauce and stuff. Just don't go nuts. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the whole thing. The bomb with every meal. Yeah. Just don't add oof. just don't <laughs> add uh just don't add salt. Yeah. And you're pretty much fine. That is the goal. But like most people eat like twelve ish grams of salt a day. Whoa. Or more. Huh. Cause you just don't think about it. Sure. And I mean you can easily get down to like four. Damn. Yeah. That's quite a cut. Yeah. Hmm. I mean just like I eat cereal for breakfast. Mm-hmm. There's minimal salt in there. I don't drink milk. Not that there's salt in there anyway, but almond milk. Um, what do you have with your cereal? Almond milk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because real milk's gross. It's not for us. Um, I mean, it isn't. carry on. It isn't. Some I love ice is. cream, though. I like the shit out of some ice cream. Well, there you go. Yeah, milk I don't like. It's gross. Uh, mm, they're basically the same thing. Different. But um, <laughs> I'll do meal prep for lunch, which mm-hmm. is vegetables, rice. I do... Two cups of rice. Yeah. So that's a quarter cup every lunch. Mm -hmm. I I don't do meal prep on Fridays. Uh Oh. So I have something to look forward to. Sure. And that helps. That's like a splurge lunch. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Exactly. The light Um, at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And then I usually just eat like a salad Mm -hmm. for dinner. When you started your meal prep stuff, did you get like hunger pains until you got used to it? No? I didn't get hunger pains. The only thing that, um, because I could probably be eating less. Mm. I'm still eating a decent amount of food. Okay. Um, but I have cut it down. I don't really get hunger pains because I snack. Mm, sure. I eat like an apple at 10. Yeah. And then I eat lunch at like 12. And then I usually don't eat until I get home at night. Yeah. But um, So you don't get that hanger? I don't get the hanger really. Yeah. Good. But I'm also pretty active. I mean, like, I'm working out a lot. So that helps. That does. I mean, especially for the calories. Yeah. So it, it yeah. knocks it down. True. Well, that's but exciting. It's it's not bad. Honestly, <laughs> like, if you can just stick to it. Mm-hmm. And the meal prep, like, I can do my meal prep in, like, an hour and 20 minutes. Yep. While I'm doing other things. That's really nice. So I'm I'm pretty locked in. Yep. Yeah. That's good. That's we really can do, strong. like, a workshop or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be one of the Patreon benefits. Yeah. Come meal prep with us. Let's take a look at what they're making today. Or we could just make a video. I like the idea of just streaming them in. Yeah. <laughs> That's maybe <laughs> if people are willing to pay for it. Oh my god! <laughs> no problem, Sean. It's like, ugh. yeah. That's just your tagline. If people are willing to pay for it, I think that's everybody's tagline. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we're all pretty much there. Oh man. Yeah. So what's going on in the world of games? Um, what kind of news do we got? What's new? I don't get it. Oh, um, <laughs> what I had some things, but I forgot what they were. Mm. Uh, no Man's Sky is yeah. still a thing, and they have a new expansion coming out called Beyond. Mm-hmm. And people are still playing the shit out of No Man's Sky. Like yep. I have people on my Steam that are still playing the shit out of it. Who I don't know who they are at this point. <laughs> it's been okay. that long. It's one of those people. Yeah, but um, you can build bases. Like they have third person view. Like you mm-hmm. can actually play with other people now. Oh, that's cool. Fairly effectively. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know how the rest of the game is mm-hmm. as far as gathering and doing missions and stuff. Sure. But um, this new update adds a lot of more buildable stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess the density is kind of something they're um, improving. Mm. So, like, a lot of people play on PlayStation, which is weird to me, but it is what it is. Sure. I have it on PlayStation, so whatever. There you go. You're part um, of that weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all it was on when I when it came out. Ah, uh, all right. But, um, for example, some of these guys got together and made this, like, big cyberpunk-looking city. And it's all Whoa. neon lights and stuff, and it looks awesome. That's rad. And they're like, it was really hard because uh-huh. we had to find the shittiest planet to start on. Uh-huh. Because there's only so many resources that will oh. let you... Graphical resources that'll let a planet absorb before sure. it just like destroys itself. Weird. Like not destroys itself, but yeah, crashes. Yeah. It'll crash your PlayStation. Gotcha. So they had to find some dead planet with mm. like no animal life and like minimal <laughs> vegetation. <laughs> and they just kind of trickily like add stuff to it slowly uh-huh. to make this big, like sprawling city. And That's it looks, amazing. It looks awesome. I want to see that. So um yeah, so this beyond update is supposed to improve those assets mm-hmm. so it's easier to build larger in smaller spaces. That's really like cool. That. Yeah. And all these are free? That's my understanding. That's really good. So they've just been pumping out extra DLC packs? I guess they've just been trying to reach that point that they originally ah described it as that's awesome you know yeah good on them for continuing working on it totally and if there's still a player base that's fantastic yeah i mean it, it's it's enough for me to maybe boot it up and sure give it a gozer yeah i'm definitely gonna look up that cyberpunk city and see yeah. what it looks like pretty cool um what else did i have modern call of duty modern warfare released a gameplay video mm-hmm. of multiplayer it's nice. about 25 minutes or so okay. of uh mp so mp is a little different now no minimap oh. by default. Whoa. So like hardcore. I like that a lot. Yeah. I always <laughs> played hardcore anyway yeah. when I played. because it, it was so fun. It was more engaging. Absolutely. And it was definitely a lot more risk reward. A lot more adrenaline in there. Especially in like the snow maps and shit. And you're like, <laughs> I've been killed from who knows where. <laughs> and you just keep getting killed. And you're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, they really dialed in a lot of the audio. So Ooh. you can kind of hone in on people that way. Awesome. And then, uh, additionally, it's still super fast-paced. Yeah. Like, it's still that modern warfare feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked pretty cool. They've added some stuff where, like, adding attachments to your guns mm-hmm. lowers how quickly it ADSs. Sure. Um, which isn't something, like, granular they had before. Yep. Now you can take cover in, like, door frames and stuff what? like that, where you can kind of lean out and get, oh, like, kind of half cover and yep. stuff. So it looks it looks um like they definitely added some some neat stuff. I love shooters with lean mechanics. Right, it just gets you so into the, you the wiggle. moment. Yeah, you just wiggle your way through. That. I mean, wiggling is really important. Super effective wiggle moves. <laughs> um, it looked pretty neat though. Like, so mm-hmm. the mini map thing is a kill streak reward now. Sure. So you can turn that on. It's like a UAV thing. Yep. Um, I saw one thing where a guy like picked up something and turned into like a minigun guy with full giant body armor i think it's probably a kill streak reward as well Oh, okay so like little class pickup basically yeah maybe i don't know hmm. but um it looked pretty it looked how you'd expect sure um but it looked it looked good interesting it's pretty yeah. i mean it's definitely this generation of stuff well that's exciting <clears throat> yeah hmm. i'm looking forward to playing that something else i wanted to talk about well, I got something while you think about yeah. that. Uh, the new Cuphead DLC slash Cuphead 2, whatever oh. you want to call it. Uh, Is it been a DLC on. or Cuphead 2? It was supposed to be a DLC with Miss Chalice, uh, but it's 
been delayed. It's no longer this year. Ooh. Now it's sometime in 2020. Oh. So that's unfortunate. Also known as never. <laughs> Better not be. We'll see. There was supposed to be a Cuphead animated show coming to Netflix. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely still fire in there. Sure. I don't think it'll ever not come out. But I was a little disappointed because Cuphead was one of my favorite games that I've played in recent memory. Of uh, like, what, 2017? Yeah. That's fairly recent as yeah. far as games are concerned that I truly look back on i'm like fuck yeah that yeah, game's awesome for sure uh other news uh nintendo filed a fcc claim for um their new wireless oh the snes NC- controller the, I saw that yeah so people are speculating that they're going to be opening up the snes games to the shop oh that'd be dope which would be amazing as long as they have the good ones and they're not weird ports that is the major fear because that, that seems to be the case most of the time yeah it's like, oh, yeah, here's your port, and these are your games. Mario is missing. Yeah. Five other games nobody's ever heard about. Yeah, they're buggy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they'll just be throwing haymakers the entire time with yeah. all of their... Battletoads. Yeah. Battletoads 2. <laughs> Double Dragon and Battletoads. Uh-huh. All the best RPGs. Battletoads Racing. Sure. That, I don't think there's other ones. No, that's it? I think so. Oh, man. Unfortunate. They were in a Act fighting Razor game. Act Razor and oh, Act sure. 2. That'd be great if they got those on there. There's yeah. so many fantastic games that just have never really been re-released. Of course not. And I'm hoping that the Switch makes that adjustment. If anyone can do it, it's the Switch Rooney. Absolutely. Yeah. That That's would actually crushing. I would actually buy one if that was the case. Really? Actually, yeah. Especially since they have the Switch Lite coming out fairly soon. True. So it'd be much cheaper. Yeah. But I mean, it's only it's not that much cheaper. Isn't it like He's 100 bucks. That's half price. Yeah, but you're yeah, yes. But you lose the docking capability, mm-hmm. and that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Totally agree. But the option is available. True. Which is kind of cool. And then you can't have different colored Joy-Con dudes or whatever. <laughs> and all For the, now. All the options. What if you just paint it? You could do that. Yeah. But it'll get all sticky. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ew. Um, but that's all I got in the way of news. I thought of something else. While you were saying that, and then I forgot by the ah, time you stopped. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe we'll come back to maybe. it. Maybe. So, we've been reading Pathfinder 2.0. Pathfinder 2.0 came out um, August 1st. It did. I got my book a few days early, so mm-hmm. I've been reading it. I'm I'm falling a little bit behind right now yeah. on the reading. I got my book a few days. A week later? Yeah. Somewhere over the weekend? I just got through spells, mm-hmm. um, and I'm on game mastering now. Sure. I started game mastering, and I'm like, I'm going to wait until I'm more awake to read this. That's totally fair. Yeah. So first impressions, it's fucking huge. It's a giant book. 642 pages? Too big. Yeah, absurdly big. Yeah. It's like three times the size of Pathfinder, or I'm sorry, D&D 5th edition well, that's player's not, handbook. Yes, that makes which sense. Which is impressive. Mm-hmm. Impressively gigantic. That's a small book, though. The 5th ed core is. book is small. Yeah. yeah. It's been slimmed down dramatically, and it's yeah. been refreshing, at least as far as when we've been playing it lately. To me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what do you think uh, of the system so far from what you've seen? It seems neat. Like, mm-hmm. I think Pathfinder 2 seems really... Um, I think it's it's a good build on top of Pathfinder One. Sure, uh, Pathfinder One is a complicated system. Very, it's it's a streamlined in some places, more complicated in others version of three point five. Yes, um, but it's a very granular system. 
And I think that's what's important to me in that in that setting. It's in very granular. Yes. Yeah. You can make whatever you want to make. There's a way to do it. Yeah. Even with the core books, there's generally a way to do it. Yep. Um, and then I think Pathfinder 2 gives you a lot of those same tools right away. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of that creep where you're like, okay, like let's wait for some archetypes to come out. Yeah. There's If you have a concept, you can probably do it mm-hmm. with this book now without really anything yeah and you'll probably get those abilities fairly early on yes from what i've seen there's very few dead levels which is very nice there's really well yeah there's really none yeah and, that, and that's the beauty of it because there's no multi-classing anymore sort of it's kind of. well yeah. there's, there's no technical multi-classing correct you just take a feat and then you get cool abilities from whatever multi-class feat you took like right multi-class wizard then you start yeah. getting spells and which is nice just from a bookkeeping perspective oh, where, God, yeah. where everything is based on your total character level yep there's no oh how many levels of this do i have totally. like oh i get uh, this three plus my class level like oh fuck <laughs> off yeah um also they just streamline a lot of stuff sure like experience yeah uh a thousand experience gets you a level once you get a thousand experience, you reset your experience to zero. Next thousand gets you a level. Yep. I mean, it's very granular, very straightforward. Um, I think they've done a lot of really cool stuff with the itemization. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. We, we talked about uh, with armor and weapons and stuff like yeah. that. There's and, some really um, sweet stuff, particularly with the new armor rules. Mm-hmm. Like almost every armor has a strength requirement. If you don't hit that requirement, then the armor check penalty to that armor hits your athletics and totally. your acrobatics. And sneak or whatever yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. And there's multiple ways to get around that. Like if the armor's flexible, like chain, then it doesn't impact your sneak. Stealth, yeah. Yeah, one of those things. Or acrobatics. One of those, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you hit the strength category, then it doesn't even matter because you're just so buff that the check you don't care about. Yeah, totally. Which, Which is, makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I mean that's like a nice thing. And that's to me I mean, to me, my my earliest uh, recollection of something like that in a system, mm-hmm. which is bullshit as it is, with Shadowrun. <laughs> sure. <laughs> where it's like, okay, if you're this strong, yeah. like you can absorb this much recoil from your gun. Absolutely. All the time. Makes total and sense. And it's like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And to see that actually in a fantasy setting is nice. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. There's even some of that in Pathfinder 1 I saw mm-hmm. recently because I was doing some research for this other game sure. that I might start. And, like, they have some weapons with strength requirements mm-hmm. <clears throat> that have a penalty if you don't have that strength. Yeah. But it's not a higher size weapon where you always have a penalty. It's like, oh, hey, uh, if you don't have 19 strength, take a minus two. Yep. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Dope. This thing does 3d6. Mm-hmm. Line me up. Worth. Yeah. But, like, the, the weapons in particular in Pathfinder 2 are really cool. Mm-hmm. They all have kind of little... Not even quirks, but like traits. Yeah, little keywords attached to them. Yeah, where they, they give can do you special stuff. X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> like the <laughs> so there's like agile weapons, which yep. are better for multiple attacks. Or mm-hmm. there's like um, standard stuff like trip, trip. or disarm, grapple. Yeah, and they seem like they've really streamlined those actions yeah. down a lot as well. I like the deadly stuff, where when you crit, you get like a totally. bonus crit damage dice. You get an extra, extra die. And the fatal higher. ones are where it's at. Oh my god, they're like D10. Or it's like, oh yeah, if you crit with this, like everything turns into a D12. Oof. And you're like, blah. <laughs> yeah. It really, like, those ones in particular, I think it's associated with the mining picks. Mostly the picks. Which is great, because nobody ever used those before. That's why you use it. Exactly. Now yeah. there's incentive to, like, use the weird weapons that have have these oddities to them but yeah. can be effective now totally they're not just dead space in a chart somewhere right and they really made it more more engaging in my opinion from like a, a magic weapon perspective oh god yeah so like magic weapons add dice of damage die mm-hmm. of damage now 
and among other things. So, like, let's say you have a magic longsword or yes. a longsword. It does a D8. Mm-hmm. You have a magic longsword, which is presumably plus one. I, sure. I think they got away from the plus system. They tried to dodge that. Yeah, and then it does 2D8. Yeah. And you're like, well, that fucking makes sense. That's nuts. Yeah, and you're like, because it's a magic sword. Mm-hmm. It should do more damage. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it just seems really cool. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even, like, circling back to the classes and stuff, oh, they yeah. all seem flavorful and, and effective. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we got to see them on the table True. to really get a good idea. My favorite part is what you were saying, streamlining. So, for example, the first character I had to make was the goblin bitey barbarian. Of course. Because how could you not right. want to just grapple people with your face and bite them every turn? Also, goblins are a core race now. They are. One of the six... Core well, races? humans two now, so yeah. Ah, yeah or humans point. three, I guess. Yeah, because they got half orc, half elf. Yeah. That's fair. But um, I was making the barbarian, and they changed to rage. So it's no longer X times per day that you totally. can rage. It's just after you rage, you have one minute cooldown. Yeah, you're tired. And then you can go back and do it. Yeah. As much as you want for the entire day. Cause, which takes away that paralyzation of yeah. not wanting to make a bad rage. Right. Because whenever I played a barbarian before, it's like... Is this the boss fight? Do I want to burn my one rage yeah. on this fight? Otherwise, I got to rest, and then it's just not going to be cool. Well, and before, in in one, it was rounds of rage. Yes, and that's even tougher. That was because you're like, I have 15 <laughs> rounds of rage, mm-hmm. and once I turn it off, I'm fatigued. Yeah, so I can't even do it mid combat. Devastating. So I have to wait or do the whole combat and hope I make it. Yep. Because as a frontline fighter, you run out of rage, you're fatigued. You're like, well, I fucking suck now. Yep. Basically. Um, and I'm so glad that they got rid of that. Totally. Like that is, in essence, what they're trying to do with the system. And mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to seeing what else has changed. Yeah. And, I mean, I think a lot of it with the other classes, too, with the whole focus point system, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Where it's all kind of homogenized in that sense. Yep. I, I will say every class feels very distinct and feels a very solid niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But for the focus point system, most of the classes get a special resource that they use to power their abilities. Mm-hmm. It's a very limited pool. Yes. So at level one, your focus point max is one. Um, it only can only go up to a maximum of three. Yep. No matter how many things you pick up to increase it. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of cool that these fuel your powers. Yeah. And you can actually refocus and get power your points back very easily. Mm-hmm. It's like 10 minutes of rest or something like that. Yeah. They're basically um, like variable short rest abilities. They're like encounter abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I mean, it, you know, to, to quote fourth bed, I guess. Yep. And um, it's, it's just a, packaged in a different way that makes it feel more interesting. And it's a resource management. Yeah. Thing, which is nice. It's always fun for the player side to be able to do that. Right. Um, and those are extra. Those yes. are on top of rage. These things that you can do all the time. All the cool and, and fun abilities that you expect to have. Now yeah. you have bonus abilities that are just for cool fact. Totally. Like one for bard is like um they can always do inspire competence they mm-hmm. can always do blah 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 and like the other one there's three there's different muses or whatever mm-hmm. right sure so i think one of them like you can charm a group or something like that mm-hmm. and that's like what their ability is yep. at that level and it's like awesome yeah, like that makes great. sense yeah yeah so I what mean, they do they hold the crowd's attention yeah it just it seems i'm really excited to try it out at some Me too. point and hopefully we can yeah. sometime reasonably soon. I, I hope so. Yeah. One of the things that I found very fascinating was um, I was just scanning through, I think, actions in combat. Yeah, the three-action system. Well, not even that. Oh. The three-action system is fucking rad. I think it's great. I guess we should go over that. Since, Maybe. Maybe since we're going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. 
Go for it. So, <laughs> so in previous incarnations of these systems, mostly mm-hmm. you have like a standard action, a move, um, and then either a bonus or reaction. Bonus or reaction, or a full round action, which takes everything. Yeah. <laughs> right? And Not a full confusing. round action could be using all your attacks if you're. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. So Pathfinder 2.0 has moved to a three action system. Um, these three actions can almost encapsulate anything. Yes. So there's move or stride, I think it's called now. Yeah, something like that. There's step, which is a special kind of stride. Mm-hmm. Um, there's attacks. Yep. So from the get-go, you can do three attacks at level one. Correct. Um, but there's a penalty on every subsequent attack, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I like that a lot. Totally. And then they also built this into their skill economy. Yeah. Or not their ability economy. Totally. So certain abilities might take two actions mm-hmm. and then... You can move after. No penalty, whatever. You know, two actions to do one big attack or yep. something. Which is great. It's fantastic. And um, it works the same way for spells. You know, you get a spell and you're like, okay, I'm going to charge this up. So mm-hmm. I'm going to use three actions to do a bigger version of this spell. It's so cool. It's so thematic. Absolutely. And like works with the setting. Yeah. And it's basically like a miniature version of resource management. Totally. That there's no downside to do because they replenish every turn. Yeah. It's great. I'm, and then there's also, I guess, the uh, reaction yeah. Which is a, you get one a turn. Yeah, there's still reactions and free actions. Right. But those are pretty minor as They're far as what I've read. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too like out of the box that's going to break anything. Not yet. So far that we've read. Also, I mean, it's interesting taking away of tax of opportunity. Yes. Which are a huge part of 3.5 Pathfinder 1 4th mm. edition. Oh, yeah. Um, but now it's a feat for fighter, right? It's a fighter ability. Ability. They get it okay. automatically. Gotcha. Um, there's, and monsters get it too sometimes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> some of them do. Sure. But essentially, they're the only ones that can do it. Yeah. So that kind of helps tactically. It makes sense. Like the fighter fills this totally. very specific niche of, of harassment. Yep. You know, in like, your face and preventing yeah. you from doing what you want to do. Right, which yeah. is great. And then they have other actions they can follow that up based on their abilities. It's like, oh, they can follow somebody after they yeah after they move act, away. Attack of opportunity them, and they're like, <laughs> oh fuck, well this is this didn't go in my my favor. Absolutely. But um, there's a lot of really cool stuff that's going to empower the players dramatically. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's going to be a little rocky at first. Oh god, yeah, as you'd expect. Transition into a new system is rough always. Um, but it looks really interesting. Agreed. And they've also kind of flattened out CRs. Mm, okay. So now, like, looking... I, I got the Monster Manual. It got delivered nice. last week. Where, like, <clears throat> based on... So since the experience is, is 1,000 per level, mm-hmm. um, there's basically just a hard number ah. for a monster now okay. at whatever level, depending on the level of your group. Sure. So, like, an evil, an even level CR should be a, a 50-50 shot now. Makes sense. So one... If you're level one, you're mm-hmm. four level ones against a CR four, there's a good chance two of you're going to die. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, like, based on how they've kind of scaled it. Okay. So, I'm curious to see how it actually rolls. Curious. Um, I want to get one of the intro adventures mm-hmm. so we can actually see how it's supposed to be balanced. Absolutely. Because I feel like if I just throw something together, I'm not going to know. Yeah, it's going to be all over the place. I need probably. a baseline. Yes. Or I'll watch some maybe and yeah. kind of get an idea. I like the idea that it's a more deadly game, even though they buff up lower level HP. Yeah. Since every race that you pick has a default amount of HP that you gain on top of your class. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. Cause everybody in previous editions really needs that extra HP at low level just yes. because it's so swingy the way yeah. that the dice function. I mean, you get crit, you're dead. Yeah. Basically. It doesn't matter what class yeah. race you are in first level and anything. Yeah. 
the toughest dwarf barbarian is going down if he gets crit by a kobold with a pick true or a scythe or that something. times four <laughs> yeah he's like oh i'm minus one but mm-hmm. i rolled max so that's 16 yep. and you're like i'm dead <laughs> yeah fuck yep pretty much <laughs> yeah oh but the other thing that i really liked about um just reading through the action system was the delay action yeah so we talked about this a little bit off air is that a train i think there's a train outside wow can Weird. we go right on it I, I think it's gone choo choo chew motherfucking chew (laughs) yeah um so the delay action it used to be in every other edition that you just you go in some you know place in the initiative order and you say i want to delay until blank happens right and then after blank happens you are the next person that goes in initiative order now there's a really interesting mechanic where if you delay and you want to go after somebody you have to roll off in some acrobatics or dex check against the other person to see who reacts faster oh nice so, like, if you're trying to go in front of the rogue, he's probably going to out acrobatics you and, like, flat foot you and get in that initiative spot. Sure. Yeah. So there's a really interesting risk-reward where previously people are just, oh, we're all going to delay until right before the boss goes and right. then we're all going to, you know, combo attack him. Yeah. But now you have you run a risk in order to do that. Plus it lets certain characters shine. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're fighting against other NPCs and they're trying to pull that stuff and they try to go in front of the rogue or you know the quick barbarian yeah they might not succeed right and they might die because of it totally and i like that a lot it was just like a i happened to glance over the section i was like oh yeah how's it work now i was like yeah fuck that's a cool idea right i really like that and then also i mean we're just going to jump around a lot on this like um in encounter or in explore exploration mode sure so the game breaks into three modes now combat Mm -hmm. exploration and uh, downtime Mm -hmm. technically um which are thematic as you as you so choose right yes in exploration mode, basically, you kind of say what your characters are doing mm-hmm. so that GM has a baseline of how things are to proceed. Yes. So now, like, for example, one of the actions for, like, a sneaky character would be like, oh, I scout ahead. So if you go into initiative at that point, they will roll stealth yep. for their initiative. Which is so cool. And, yeah, everyone can kind of play to their strengths that way. Absolutely. And it makes sense. You're scouting ahead. Sure, you're still in combat. Mm-hmm. But you get to go presumably first because yes. you should be good at stealth. Blah blah blah. Absolutely. Um, also, the whole proficiency system seems really neat to me. Yeah, and this is a huge difference between Very. the between the things. The biggest difference, I would yeah. say. So essentially, everything has four levels of proficiency. Mm-hmm. So there's untrained, yep. which we don't talk about, <laughs> which is no bonus. Yeah, no bonus, no penalty. Correct. Um, trained, which is plus one. Well, no. pl- two plus your level. Two plus your level. Um, expert. Uh, expert. Expert, which is four, four plus. plus your level. Yeah. And then six plus your level for legendary, right? No, and then master and oh, then master, legendary. Oh, master then legendary. Yeah. So six plus and then eight plus. And yeah, right. And this applies essentially to everything. Yeah. This is your melee weapon attacks, range mm-hmm. weapon attacks, skills, yep. armor. Oh, yeah. Um, saves initiative saves initiative basically everything yeah and which is really cool your class and your race and mm-hmm. your background help denote what you have training in yep um early mm-hmm. which is pretty cool so like a fighter would have proficiency in martial weapons and simple so you'd be plus the same default value to each of those weapons to use them yeah whereas like a cleric might have only simple weapons so right. they wouldn't be able to use the martial weapons as effectively. Yeah. yeah. It's it's neat. It's a simple way to make a complicated system easier. Yeah. I'm I'm really curious to see how it scales. Yeah. Um I've always kind of been an opponent of the plus your level stuff. Mm-hmm. Um because I thought it flattened everything out. Sure. But 
I'm kind of curious to see if that's different. Me too. Now? Yeah. Fourth edition was the first time where they did that, and I'm like, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't like fourth edition. Fair. Uh, fifth edition does it to a point as well. Yes. But not too bad. Yeah, it's fluffed out by the extra level gaps between proficiency bonuses. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious to kind of see how it works for yeah. this. My um, main curiosity is the unarmored yeah. proficiency. Because basically everybody in the game is going to have a default AC of 13. Yes. So if you wear armor, you can get up to like 18 easily. Mm-hmm. Even without armor, you can still do that if you're a very dexy character. There's also no penalty to casting an armor now. Yes, which I really like. Which is cool. You just have to somehow gain that proficiency. Yeah, which you generally get from multi-classing or yeah, stuff which like is that. just well, your extra feet. Well, but yeah, you the just feet thing. drop your feet into warrior, or you're a warrior that drops your feet into mage, mm-hmm. and then, boom, you got proficiency to cast in armor. Yeah, which is awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, and I think they did a really good job with the art for that specifically for sure. the... Um, the extra class feats. Yep. They took all like, the iconics and merged them, right? Kinda. Yeah. They give you a good idea of what that can be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they did like a wizard paladin. Mm-hmm. Well, a champion. Yes. Because it's not paladin anymore. It's so weird that they renamed it. Well, it, it can be anything. That's the beauty of it. Sort of. They don't have any evil champions. Not yet. Which is odd that well, they would change it from paladin and not default have evil option. Yeah. I mean, anti-paladin was a... Uh, optional class or whatever yeah for one so i assume they'll do the same thing agreed it was anti-paladin ninja gunslinger Mm -hmm. alchemist now alchemist is a base class yeah Yeah. those guys were the weird ones (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um yeah we'll see yeah but um it'll probably be in the dmg or something yeah I'm super excited to check those out. Yeah, I'm, I really want to play it. Mm-hmm. I really want to. I've made a character with Rosner. Mm-hmm. Um, I helped you kind of with yours. Yeah, I was very confused with those extra points at the beginning. Me too. <laughs> it, some some of the the stuff in the book is not maybe as clear as it could be. That's my main problem. They really. Ex- it seems like they really expect you to read everything. Yeah. Which um, it's too big of a book. Is tough. They fluff out too much stuff. Yeah, I don't know if it's the fluff. There's so much flavor, like yeah. at the beginning of each little subsection, it's like multiple paragraphs sometimes in yeah. the worst cases. Yeah. Where, like Scott mentioned, he wished it was italicized just so you could break it up between. Yeah. And I totally agree. I, I think really if they did something that like that, that would have been helpful. Yeah. Um, I set out to read the whole book, so oh God. I'm, I'm catching most of it. Uh-huh. I skipped through the spells. I'm not going to read all the spells. With the spells, um, I flipped through them a couple times because I wanted to make a wizard, but. They had mentioned that they broke the spells down into four different categories, like primal, mm-hmm. occult, arcane, and yeah, uh, divine. S- divine, yeah. But the spell section isn't divided in that way. The spell section is not. Which made me sad because I didn't see this when but I briefly. The spell lists are. Are they? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was looking for. It's like, yeah. I have a wizard, but I don't see how I can easily parse this information. Yeah. Okay, that's good that they still have that little index. It's the same. Yeah. So, like, you still have to flip through just like you did in the other one. Yeah. Spell list, what's to do, spell mm-hmm. list, what's to do, unfortunately. True. But we didn't lose functionality there. It just could be better. Yeah. That, I was kind of bummed about that as well when yeah. I was putting the bard list together. Ah, uh, okay. Because um, you kind of just read it and you're like, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And then you go read it and you're like, eh. <laughs> you know? 
But, I mean, just to build on that, like, mm-hmm. spells scale with your level now. Yes. Which is awesome. It's so cool. And you still have to memorize it. If you're a memorizing class, mm-hmm. uh, For I think spontaneous. You, you can cast it at whatever level. If you're spontaneous, you still have to learn the level at a higher level. Mm-hmm. But, for example, Magic Missile. Yep. You cast Magic Missile, it does, I think, what, 2d6 damage or something now? I don't know. And Didn't look. <laughs> it does. It does a decent amount of damage by default. Uh-huh. But you cast it at a higher level, yeah. it does an additional d6 plus one. Makes and sense. You cast it at a higher level, it does an additional d6 plus one. Yep. And this goes one to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, with spells with saves, the save will scale entirely. Whoa! So with your level, your save is your save. Period. Sure. So, for example, uh, charm at level one uh-huh. is just as effective as charm at level six for the character. Got it. Uh, where it's not diminishing returns. Yep. And then the bonus is if you cast charm at a higher level, mm-hmm. um, then there is usually an additional benefit. Sure. So like charm at level 10, I think the mm-hmm. highest level charm can charm 10 people at once. Got it. And they all have to make the highest level save. Yeah. So that's it's, devastating. Can be. Can you downscale spells? You can't. Uh, right? No. Okay. I was going to say, it sounds very much like Chrono Cross. Uh, yeah. You can, I still haven't played it. Oh my God. It's so good. Just because it was such a weird magic system that yeah. you could socket things at their level or above and below, and it would deal right. additional or reduced damage yeah. based on that. Commiserate damage. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And it's very similar to this, but huh. without the downscaling. Yeah. So it's neat. I mean, there's a lot of good scalability. Mm-hmm. I mean, your first level spells will not become useless. True. You don't have to downgrade them to like weird <laughs> spells that don't have a save yep. or whatever. Just buffs like, or whatever you're running around with. is great. Grease is going to be good the whole time now. Mm-hmm. Grease is amazing low level. Sure. But then as soon as you get out of that save bubble, yeah. you're like, no one's going to fucking fail this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so basically true. Yeah. I like that a lot. Me too. It's a good utility. Yeah. I mean, it made wizards who are already really good utility guys mm-hmm. into like, hey, I got something for that. Yeah. And they also kind of changed the flavor on a lot of the classes. Totally. Too. Oh, man. I can't wait till that bitey barbarian gets hey. up and gets a i think it's a barbarian feat called thrash is that the one where you bite and then do all your attacks or something yeah so like it's a one charge attack but after you're grappled to them you just automatically deal your base damage so yeah. it'd be like d12 plus seven or something Ooh. while raging Yeesh. but each one's one action so you can multi-action it three times awesome and so you just like tear somebody apart from this little goblin with their shark them. teeth yeah yeah and it's you just the visual alligator the visual so good it's terrible i know Ugh. can't wait yeah Hopefully. Might sneeze though. Do it. Mm. Sneeze. Where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. It'll be so good. So good. All right, what else do we got? Since we've been Pathfinder Sorry. and Sorry. I just really am really excited. Oh, me too. That's why we talk about it. So we talk about what makes us excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for a game I just finished called God of War. I've never heard of it. What? So. Back when um, Final Fantasy fourteen had their promotion with Amazon for the mm. Fat Chocobo. You bought God of War. I did. You had to spend 20 bucks on Amazon. Happened that this was like $21, so I, I bought, bought that. NBA 2K19. Oh, man. Then it was free two weeks later. Oh, boo. Still a fun game. But finally got God of War. <laughs> Been playing through it. Holy shit, that game is fantastic. So good. The writing and the direction and yeah. the camera work. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
so strong. Very well produced. I was not expecting to see any of that within a God of War game. I told you. I know. That it was all those things. I know. You just don't believe me? No, never. Oh. Not even once. Oh, man. <laughs> but I was genuinely shocked by how much I was engaged with the story. It's a very moving story. Very. And, like, all the all the turns in it are good. Yeah. And even the, even the ones where they're like, hey, we're stretching it out. You're like, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, cool, man. Like, it, I want it to be stretched out. Yes. Yeah. I got to the point where it's like, actually multiple points in the game where it's like, is this going to end right now? I don't want it to right. because I want to continue this journey with these two. And it doesn't. Yeah. And for the most great. part. <laughs> I mean, like, even so without ruining the ending, though, even when it does end, you're mm-hmm. like, this is a very fitting end to this journey. Absolutely. You know, also ballsy. Very ballsy. Which, oh man, I was so impressed with yeah. how that went down because it was just not what I was expecting to occur. At all. No. No. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to talk to you about it more, but we can't talk about it on the podcast. I mean, it's been like two years, right? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. I don't know oh, okay. how long it's been. Well, it's been a long time, but. It's 20 bucks, so you should have yeah. played it by now. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have not played God of War, please play it. Yeah. It is a great experience. It's so good. I mean, there's a reason it's game of the year yeah. and, and why it got the praise that it did. Yeah. And I mean, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a God of War fan. I've I'm never, I've never really played any other games. Yep. I've never owned them. Um, it's just a good fucking adventure game. It is with a really well written story, like that's perfectly easily, voice acted. Yes, that's easily the best part for me. Yeah, the writing, voice acting, all yeah. the uh, all the fluffy bits, like and some it, of the crunchy stuff. You know, some of the combat is like, yeah, whatever, sure, yeah, it's fine, it, it's good. Um, it's not groundbreaking. The combat is yeah. not groundbreaking. In any it's way. not its strongest suit. No. But um, it's fine. Oh, yeah. It's beyond passable. Oh, definitely. Um, it's just so good. Yeah. Super enjoyed that game. Plus, you know, Norse mythology. Oh, my God. It was so good to see. I love it. Yeah. Especially in that setting, because in the other God of Wars, it's mainly just like, hey, go fuck up well, all these gods. He hops around. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, it's, it, it's, to- it's told from a, such a different perspective. Yes. Where, like, Kratos is not weak or any of those things mm-hmm. he's older yeah more angry probably possible but um he has to keep it in check because he has a son yep and you know it's that whole father-son dynamic that mm-hmm. really draws the whole narrative and, and pulls it all together and pushes it out absolutely and i mean it breathes on its own like yeah. it's really well done there's totally. so many small things yes. that happen between their relationship and you're like this is movie quality stuff yeah Despite dealing with gods most of the time, everybody is surprisingly human. Yeah. And that's the refreshing I think that's the moral of the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when they start to get away from that is when things start to really get shitty. Yes. And that's that's important, too. It's great. Yeah. It's a fantastically well-told story. It'll make you cry. It can. Yeah. Oh, man. I was... After I finished it, I immediately wanted DLC for it. Yeah, but they're not making any. I know. They're just making the second one? Sequel? Yeah. Good. Well, they came out with that New Game Plus thing, which is in there now. What it's happens? Free. Uh, well, at the end, yeah, you know, there's like a after credits thing. Yeah. Um, basically, it, you can run through it, and the enemies keep leveling, and mm. you can get better gear and stuff. Oh, like that. okay. So it's, it's more of just like a challenge thing yeah. at that point. I think the only thing I have left to do 
are to kill like eight more of Odin's ravens and then do the final Valkyrie fight. I didn't get all the ravens. Yeah. I, I stopped short on the ravens. Oh, man. It's difficult. Fuck those guys. But that final fight is I can't. so tough. I did it like seven times, uh-huh. and it got to that point, and Rosner was talking about this too. Uh, he's not on that one. He's on the other ones. Mm, sure. I, we both do this thing where we're playing. We're like, cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, that's that. we just get killed. And we're like, cool. Yep. Sick. Yep. I went through that Great. too. Great. You know, and it's like, <laughs> and you're just like, awesome. Yeah. And you kind of put your hands on your hips and you're mm-hmm. like, okay. That was the weird thing about that combat system, especially with uh, the gear levels. Mm-hmm. Like, I would go into one of those fights. Like, the hardest one for me was uh, the shield one. The one that went defensive a lot. I'm not sure if you remember. In the fog place? No, it was like a small diamond. Oh, the small arena. ones are the hardest ones. But I heard defensive attacks were just really powerful mm-hmm. too once they broke defense. Yeah. But I went in there with like pretty good gear and got my ass handed to me repeatedly. Sure. I upgraded each of my gear slots once. Mm-hmm. And then it was a breeze. Yeah. Like there was very little middle ground for some of those fights. Really? And it felt like once I uh, progressed from, I think, level 6 in gear score to level 7 in gear yeah. score, like, it just got really easy Isn't for some 7 reason. the highest? I don't know. I think it is. I think 8 is. Because mm. a bunch of the gear caps out at level 8 when you upgrade it. Oh. So I think eight's the cap, which I need to upgrade some of my Niflheim gear to... Uh, I leveled up all my max. Niflheim stuff, so mm. I ground that out. Yeah. Um, I never wanted to go back there. <laughs> Yeah, and then I did all the rift things up in the top, which mm-hmm. was fun. I enjoyed those fights. Those were a little bit of a challenge. The hardest ones for me were the um, the revenants. Yep. Like the bug ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they have range attacks. Yeah, and they just dodge all of your cool abilities. Yeah, but I usually just have Atreus <laughs> light them full of light arrows, yeah. and that usually works pretty well. Yeah. Also, the electric arrows are, are clutch as fuck. They're baller. Yeah. Oh, man, his crows. Like, I, I used the using, crows, yep. I was using wolves for a long time. I was like, these yeah. are sweet. I switched to the crows. Like, why did I ever use totally the wolves? Totally different. Yeah, <laughs> I would switch on the travelers to the one that was all stunned. Mm, yep. um, those guys can be tough. They can be, especially yeah. in pairs. Oh my god! I fought, I fought my first one when I was level three. Oh uh, yeah, that first one you run into that cave. Yeah. by the dragon, and I fought him. Actually, no, he wasn't my first one. I climbed the um, the ring, oh. the towers, mm-hmm. and fought one of the guys up there, and he was purple to me. Yeah, and I still fought him repeatedly, and then finally killed him. Nice. But it took like twenty attempts or something because <laughs> yeah. one hit would drop me. Yeah, but after I got they him, have, they have such a frantic rotation. Like, yeah, I, I really liked how those fights fights felt. Yes, because like you got to get in there, you got to fucking get out. Oh, yeah. you know, and like it's super high risk, mm-hmm. uh, minimal reward because you got to wail on these guys. Yep, especially the guys with the shields on their backs. Shield guys are tough. They're an interesting pattern, but the guys without the shields are all just over like the place. Whirlwind yeah. berserkers, and then they they don't get tired. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's nuts. Oh man. But those enemies, like, oh, there's so much great about that game. Like, the World Serpent just vibrates the room you're yeah. in just because of the bass and the voice. Yeah. Ah, there's so much cool stuff. Super dope. I like, can't wait to see what they can do next. I know. I think it's going to be a hard one to follow. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I think the setup was really good. Yeah. It was a good after credits totally. like, kind of thing. But um, we'll see. Yep. Really yeah. interested to see yeah. what they can do. Big time. Uh, let's see. Aside from that, I've been playing a little bit of Age of Wonder Planetfall. Right, brand it's new. It's the new sci-fi Age of Wonders game, 4X. Uh, basically combine that with a little bit of Heroes of Might and Magic and Civ. Yeah, that's and exactly what it is. That's the game. <clears throat> There's some really cool races. Like uh, I played through the first mission of the tutorial, then just started doing solo missions yeah. just because. But I tried out the Amazonians, 
and they are basically a biological corporation. So think like as technology so from Amazon.com? No. <laughs> no. More like toxic bioweaponry. So Amazon in twenty thirty? Yes. Now you're getting it. And then they're I, just going to rename themselves to Aztecnology. Because I have seen this. Yes. Yeah. You've been there. <laughs> but each time you pick uh, a race, you also get to pick one of six uh, sub-technologies, which okay. is your quote-unquote secret tech. Ooh. So I picked uh, Xenophage Plague or something oh, like that. that sounds horrible. You can basically become um, symbiotic with an extraterrestrial organism. Gross. That helps you mod units and like give them resistance to you know yeah. radiation damage, gives them extra HP, that kind of stuff. Sure. But it unlocks an extra tech tree for you oh. based on whichever one you pick. So I'm getting all my people have nature and bioweaponry already, but some of them have turned into plague technology. So like I shoot them with parasitic damage and yeah. they have a chance to get infected with that. If they die while infected, I have a chance to gain higher quality units from it. Like, oh, you like re-raise them? Yeah, like little head crabs and stuff. Wow. Well, yeah. Gross. And I can turn them into my own little armies. You sound horrible. It's, you know, they had it coming. They Just, declared war on me. Okay, sure. <laughs> they knew what they were getting into. Yes. But it's really cool. There's a lot of um, customization, especially on the heroes. There's a full skill point tree that you get to specialize in. Are they die permanently? or? Yeah. Everybody except for your first commander dies permanently. Sure. Everyone else will die. Um, it's really easy to die in oh, certain situations. Okay. But for specialties, like, you can have your person, if they're the commander, all of your ground troops get, like, plus 10%, 20% to sure. all of their damage and hits and that yeah. kind of thing. Or you can specialize in air units or tanks. One of your, um, you can basically gain proficiencies, too. Mm-hmm. So you can get proficiency in vehicles. So then you can ride with your commander in like an APC oh. or mech suit, or in my case, like a saber tooth tiger thingy sure. or a pterodactyl. Wow. So there's a ton of different stuff based on whichever race you pick, but yeah, it's really fun so far. Sounds neat. It's very engaging. Yeah. Um, the main uh, point of difference between other Forex games that I'm familiar with, when you take over your primary location, you basically get a little region around yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Every certain amount of uh, population you gain, you can annex another sector that's within one, you know, adjacent to something you own Uh to a maximum of two from your main area. Okay. When you do that, you can research and uh, exploit those regions. So, like, if you have a forest region, you can research and exploit for forest tiles, gain extra production. Gotcha. Then you upgrade that sector with that production value. Uh, after that, then you start making new colonies, which are new head points. To, right. Yeah. To expand your influence. Exactly. And new main cities where you can build new stuff and annex new sectors based on how it continues. So is it less cities and more sector management? Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Which um, is definitely an interesting change. Um, my proclivity. Like Stellaris. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. But my proclivity to play like a Civ game. Um, oh, it backfires on you probably. A little bit, yeah, yeah, because I've been focusing like heavily into research and not focusing so much into my sectors. Yeah. Which sort of bit me so on So you're my not first. getting the production you need and that kind of stuff. Yeah, mainly research. Like I'm starting to get into higher level researches that um, take forever. Yeah, it's like 15 turns. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a little bit too long. Yeah, uh, you got to find that balance. Yeah, but they have a really sweet diplomacy, diplomacy, <laughs> diplomacy <laughs> uh, section where 
uh, not only can you go in there and you know trade and do all the standard stuff, sure, but you can also antagonize and compliment people. Just be a jerk. Yeah, so it costs influence, which you gain every turn. If you research more diplomacy stuff, you gain more per turn. You know that kind of thing. If you have yeah. an embassy, you gain more as well. But once somebody accomplishes something, you can compliment them on that accomplishment. Oh, and if you do that, then they'll remember it for like ten turns or so, and it'll increase your reputation with them by a hundred. Nice. Then they tend to respond to you based on whether or not they're dicks or good people, and they can start complimenting you, which improves your relation to them. And then once you get to a certain level, then you unlock like defensive packs, yeah, and that kind of stuff. Sure. And that basically provides uh, a bottom out so mm. like you'll never drop below that relationship oh, it, with hard, that person. it hard loads it right there yeah <clears throat> so unless if you do something weird like attempt to use spies to siphon their technology yeah. and that kind of stuff then you're pretty much good there That's like cool. you can trust that relationship yeah they also based on sort of like a total warhammer 2 mm-hmm. uh, if you tend to betray what you've already committed to you have a trustworthiness value yeah where um if you become trustworthy Everybody that has a positive personality, like doesn't want to be a dick by default, will have a default higher opinion of you. Oh, okay. But all the people that are negative will have a... Exactly. But if you're untrustworthy, all the dicks will have a higher opinion of you by default. Yeah. Which is kind of curious. Yeah. It makes for an interesting little uh, back and forth depending on where you want to remain. Yeah, absolutely. But that's been a lot of fun to mess around with. You can use that same influence to uh, gain access to a lot of neutral races okay like there's a giant plant growth that's trying to conquer the world but they're very peaceful oh so i've developed a slight symbiotic relationship with them to uh gain like their technology i can recruit some of their high level units because i've put enough influence and done quests for them so you actually just stuff. put resources into them sort of yeah. they ask you to do stuff and then if you do it then you gain gotcha but that influence that you can use for complimenting or you know, talking shit to somebody, you can use that as currency to buy some of their trade goods directly. Ah. So then you can buy, like, unique sector upgrades, for so example. So influence is a resource. It is. Okay. Totally is. Interesting. Yeah. It's a nice... There's a lot going on, and mm-hmm. I find myself enjoying each part of it so yeah, far. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But that's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I'll play it. I need to install it from your yeah. library. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of... Libraries. RimWorld. Rim oh. Rim, <laughs> Rim World. Uh-huh. So I bought Rim World, yep. uh, which has been in early access for years. Um, Long time. Yeah, and essentially it's like Dwarf Fortress, right? Yes. Which is like the capstone of, of the genre, I suppose. Oh, totally. Um, or Prison Architect and stuff yep. like that. And my real first foray into that was with Prison Architect. And I love Prison Architect. It's probably one of my favorite games. Yeah. Like I can play <laughs> it and just play it for a really long time. Dang. Um, RimWorld is one of those as well. Uh oh. So essentially, there's different modes you can play in, but the default one, uh, you choose three colonists. Mm-hmm. You basically crash on this planet sure. with some gear, and you got to fucking make it. All right. It's basically it. Is it's the a, gear randomized? Uh, you start at the same time all the time. Okay. The gear is standard. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell. There are different starts you can do. There's one where you start as, like, tribal people. Oh. And there's more of you. They start with five people. Sure. Um, But you have different skills. That's cool. Yeah. But they all have different traits, and Mm -hmm. and they're good at different stuff. And, like, they can clash, or they can have pre-existing relationships that can be good or bad. Oh. Um, Really interesting. Mm -hmm. So, like, your first thing is, like, set up food production, like, be 
housing, all this stuff, normal stuff, yeah. harvest resources. And like, I'll just give you an anecdote of what just recently sure. happened to me. So I was doing really well. Uh-huh. So I basically set out to recruit more people into my little colony. Um, I was setting up all sorts of food production. And then I'm like, cool, I'm going to start getting all these animals tamed mm-hmm. and put them in this barn. So I have wool. From, <laughs> I have all these alpacas. Sure. And like these giant muffaloes, which oh. is like a cow. Uh-huh. But they're huge. Got it. And um, I got these things called boomalopes, which <laughs> are like a chemically... There's boomalopes and rattalopes or something, but basically not rattalopes. <laughs> Boom rats. Okay, they're that like terrible antelopes that have all these big green like pustules on. Oh them. yeah, they're super gross. But you can basically you milk them essentially, and you get biofuel. Oh, and that's one of the things that their bodies just produce. Sure. Okay. The issue with these is if you hit them, they explode. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what happened was I. Didn't understand. I made it through the first winter, no problem. A okay. ton of food left over. Like I had, you have to set up refrigeration so your shit doesn't spoil. Huh? You have to make special buildings. You okay. like double enforce the walls. Mm. You put an air conditioner in there. You set it down to zero. Mm-hmm. If it's it frozen, the food nothing will spoil in there. Nice forever. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if shit's outside, it spoils within a few days usually, okay. which reasonable. Yeah, depending totally. on what it is. Um, made it through the first winter, no problem. Million, like thousand. I had a thousand potatoes. <laughs> Like uh-huh. the whole time, yeah. Like I'm like this kicks ass because nothing grows in the winter, so mm-hmm. you gotta plan ahead. Sure, you know. Um, so got all these animals. They ate all my food. No, I didn't realize how much food they ate. Uh-huh. They ate everything, wow. so we were starving. Okay, like starving. Sure. So I'm like, I gotta eat some of these animals because <laughs> when it's winter, a lot of animals don't come around, so I mm-hmm. couldn't hunt effectively. Yep. Um, Do the animals migrate to better locations during winter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you could go there and hunt, presumably? You could, presumably. Okay. So the thing is, like, your square is it's cut off. You have a black border around oh, your area. Oh, shit. So okay. you can send um, caravans places, yeah. and you can find animals there. You can ah. get resources places. You can even change the settings. So mm-hmm. You can have up to different quantity of colonies. Sure. Uh, like up to five. Okay. Which you have to flip between, and they all happen in real time. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty well controlled. They kind of do their own thing. As long as the resources are available. Okay. Um, but you do still have to tell them to, like, chop trees down, yeah. mine stuff, that kind of shit. All right. But, um, so, yeah. So, I started, like, hacking through all my animals. And mm-hmm. since they're tamed, you can just slaughter them. Oh, Not a problem. Got it. What I didn't realize is you can't do that with the boomalo. <laughs> Once you do that, it explodes. Oh, good. So, it exploded in the middle of my barn. Uh-huh. Hurt all my animals. Perfect. Uh, damaged the structure, everything caught on fire. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, isn't great. Was there a boomalope chain reaction? No. Oh. Luckily, there was not. It's when you kill them. So uh, it didn't do enough damage gotcha. to, to kill the other ones. That would have been terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, so, basically, <laughs> made it through winter. I'm like, oh, God, it's spring, finally. Uh-huh. And then, basically, I'm like, start planning stuff. And then it's like, cold snap. And I'm like, fuck. And this is a thing that can happen. Okay. It's a random in- a- event. Sure. So basically the temperature just drops rapidly. Kills yep. all my crops again. Perfect. I'm back in the same fucking thing. I'm yep. like, all right. Before, I didn't kill any of the pregnant animals. I kept a male and a female of each one. Uh-huh. So I could, you know, get yeah. more. And then I'm like, I got to eat all these guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, like, I was making fine meals, mm-hmm. which is vegetables and meat. Ah, okay. And... People like those. It makes them happier. Yeah. They don't get hungry as fast, and it increases their mood. So I had to switch to shitty meals. Mm-hmm. Not shitty meals, but yeah. simple meals, which take one vegetable or meat. Makes sense. Animals eat 
I have mostly herbivores. Mm-hmm. So they won't eat raw meat, but they will eat simple meals made out of meat. So they were eating all the food I was making. Sure. And I'm like, I have to kill every one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> so I did. So I had to start over. Again. <laughs> but it's really interesting. There's a lot of complexity. Mm-hmm. Essentially, when you start a game, there's three AI storytellers. Oh, weird. And they have different um, predilections. Sure. So the first one, essentially how they work is like the storyteller in Left 4 Dead, mm-hmm. where they're saying like, okay, this is what's happening in your colony, like resource, resource, like let's do this. Yep. And they'll be like, you're getting raided. Or like, hey, like, solar flare. Mm-hmm. All your shit, all your electronics turn off. Like, Perfect. And it happens sporadically enough okay. where you don't feel like it's just beating you up. That's good. But sometimes shit will just go poorly. Yep. I assume there's some sort of randomizer and, Probably, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But um, it's really fun. Like, that sounds good. research tree. Mm-hmm. Like, I just got hydroponics so I can make a greenhouse. Sure. Greenhouses take a ton of electricity. Makes sense. I'm like out of steel, oh. so I'm trying to mine some. I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. It's going. It's interesting. <laughs> There's like points I think where you're just like, oh, we're fucked. Yeah, like that's it. And then I don't know if you move and go try to set up somewhere else <laughs> or what, but it's super interesting. Can you pack up the colony and move? You can if you set up multiple colonies when oh. you launch the game. I see. So I might try that next time. Yeah. Um, so what you do is the thing. Is when you set up a caravan, mm-hmm. you need animals to hold your stuff. Sure. So if you don't have animals, you can only carry what your people can carry. Yep. Which is generally not a lot, and it's not very fast. Mm-hmm. So you need to have like pack animals set up and like all this shit. Yep. But it's there's a lot of depth. Sure. Super simple graphics. The combat works like they modeled it after like Jagged Alliance. Ah, okay. And when they said that, I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> but it's not like you're granularly yeah. picking stuff, but they did that from like a. There's a lot of roles going behind I the see. scenes. But it's like enemies will take cover um, intelligently. Sure. So like a guy will run up with a bow and arrow and take cover behind like some granite. Mm hmm. Not like a wall, but actual rocks on the ground. Yep. Dude's fucking hard to hit. <laughs> and he'll get you. Yep. I mean, it's one of those things. So, like, hmm. you got to think about that. Like, if you have a bunch of rocks laying around the outside of your base, yep. you got to pick them up. Interesting. You got to put them somewhere. Sure. You need that kill zone. Yeah. You know? Or if you want to make a fire break, you make, like, five squares deep of concrete. Because mm-hmm. the fire can't jump it. Yep. You know, there's all sorts of stuff like that to consider. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. That's very detailed. So if you had two colonies, could you have one place that's viable in the summer and one that's viable in the winter and just um, move your people back and forth? Maybe. I'm curious uh, as to how... The planet's pretty big, okay, but traveling might be difficult. Yeah. Because uh, I, I don't think there's like an equator set. There are mm. biomes. Okay. So towards the north, there's polar biomes. There's jungle and rainforest and desert and stuff like sure. that. But um, I don't think... Beyond the biome, the temperature changes. I see. Okay. So I think you'd still be fucked in the desert in winter. Reasonable. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. But it's it's really, it's like this balance between like, okay, I made all these wood-burning generators yeah. to create a ton of electricity, and I had plenty. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I'm kind of fucking running out of trees. <laughs> so like I had to research re-sowing so I could plant trees. Uh... And there's still plenty of trees around. I just didn't want to walk really far to get them. Makes sense. And then you also have to consider how many tasks you start at once. 
because they will not prioritize stuff. There's no chain that you can set? You can tell people to do stuff manually. Uh, um, but, like... There's no task board? There's no board <laughs> that I've found. There probably is one in there. Okay. Um, the AI is a little bit wonky. Gotcha. I'm not going not gonna to sugarcoat that one. But um, it's super fun. Nice. And it's, like, 200 megabytes. Yeah. That sounds like something. It's, like, the smallest fucking game ever. Yeah. And, like, this shit blows me away. Every time (laughs) I play one of these, I'm like, this game is, like, not even a gig. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's 2.5 gig. It's really small. (laughs) I don't remember it. I remember it installed, like, instantly. And I'm like, uh. But it's, there's so much going on there. That's really cool. I love it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I've started playing, um... Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, right. I'm like a half hour in, so hopefully we'll be talking about that next week. Everyone's in love with the guard. The guard? Because he's just really pleasant, I guess. Oh, oh hmm. I think I know who they're talking about. The one that's a complete dick? I don't know. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't have it. There's one guard that wears like a really weird persona mask. That's weird. And he's just like sullen the whole time. <laughs> so I don't know if it's referring to him, but maybe I've only done the one tutorial combat, so I'm barely anywhere. Yeah, I have no idea. But I know everyone loves it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything negative, which is weird. Yeah. So I gotta try it. Brain control. Yeah, right. Zap. Zoop. <laughs> Zebo. Uh, aside from that, not a whole lot going on. Went to the OC fair Gross. this weekend. Yeah. I didn't realize how packed it would be. It's always packed. It was crazy. Yeah. Like I've been to the night market over there, and that takes up a quarter of the space that the fair does. It's huge. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. But it was pretty fun. Uh also went to Requiem, that bar gaming area in Oh yeah. I saw. Yeah. That place is so pretty inside. It's ridiculous. So the premise is it's called Requiem. It's a tea house, right? Yeah, basically. The menu is all Final Fantasy themed, like without using the direct font. It's very um eight bit graphics with modern sensibilities mm-hmm. i guess sure but they sell like a little bit of tea a little bit of lemonade and various sorts they're all titled like health potion stamina potion yeah. mana potion that's more of the ambiance you're totally. there for yeah they make food and stuff too if you really want yeah. but you can rent out tables there and there's four different we'll call them biomes they are uh where you can rent them for like by the hour or by the day that kind of thing where you can go into the forest and there's a really sweet looking table that you can just rent out to play like magic, for example, for most of the day in a nice environment. Yeah. There's also a fucking huge fully made D and D table. That's oh, yeah. probably like the big 12 one. feet long, mm-hmm. super big. There's a giant resin and foam DM chair. That's like giant wings. Yeah. And, you know, it has a, its own little book holder up front, like a lectern-style book sure. holder. Yeah. So if you really want to be that DM, you can rent out that place, too. And mm-hmm. They have a sci-fi section, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm expecting that they're going to be adding more and more stuff to it. But it was a really cool experience. Like, surprisingly amazing craftsmanship on the inside. Yeah. Like, the forest there, it was gorgeous. I was surprised how much they did. Sure. But, yeah, awesome place. Check it out. Yeah. Requiem. Check it out with your butt. Yeah. But that's all I got for today. Yeah, um, I can't remember that other thing Cool, that I was going to talk about. Good. So we can just so, talk about, come donate to our Patreon. Yeah, check out Be our patrons. Patreon. Patreon.com the leg- uh, backslash The Legend of Things. Yep. Uh, we'll put a link up as well oh, yeah. on our website, etc. Got to do it. <clears throat> and um, yeah, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Check us out on our website, our new Patreon, which we just mentioned a couple <gasps> times. What? <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> um, SoundCloud. And, um, yeah, thanks a bunch. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Indeed. Okay, bye.
Thank you for listening to The Legend of Things. Check us out online at thelegendofthings.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash forward slash legend of things. And for the love of all that is good and holy, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, this has been The Legend of Things. Thing.